0: Michigan's Upper Peninsula is my home, and Escanaba is my hometown. I'm Craig Warple. Hometown Escanaba connects with the people, activities, and newsmakers of Escanaba and the UP. Join us for more interviews at hometownescanaba.com. Now, let's find out what's going on. Jim Hansen is joining us this morning. Jim's been very involved with the Boy Scout group here with Sailing. Sailing. And now that the summer gym has come to an end, we uh, pulled uh, the boat out yesterday, and we weren't the only ones. There was a couple of others that were being lifted for the year. Right. so just kind of power boats we really don't th- those th- don't count <laughs> Those don't count. No <laughs> It was a big boat, and it stayed out there all year, so you know just to show that the harbor is still going to be a little bit more s- sparse. I would think
1: right now we have, uh, we don't have a lot of boats left in the harbor to pull, so Mm -hmm. the season is coming to a screeching halt. What was the season like this year? Well, for those folks who didn't break their leg ice boating (laughs) and not get their boat in until June, it was fantastic. Good year. Uh, It was great weather, Um, you know, by and large we had, uh, you could put four and five days of good weather together and great winds, for sailing at least.
0: You only made one trip, right? We made
1: uh, one trip down to Door County. Usually you do more than that? Usually we'll do a couple trips. Um, In years past, we would spend uh, anywhere from a week to two weeks on the boat
0: Mm -hmm. and go across Lake Michigan, sometimes three weeks. But it's still fun just sailing around out here on the bay. It sure is. It's a nice bay for that.
1: You know, there were some folks from um, Texas that stopped by my boat yesterday and talking with them, and they said, this has got to be one of the nicest areas that they've been to in their travels from Texas all the way to Michigan. Really? They still love the harbor. They loved the uh, Main Street, the way everything kind of goes down to the harbor and the museum and mm-hmm. um, so they were pretty impressed with our facilities and especially the park.
0: Yeah, well wow, a lot of people <laughs> are impressed with the park. Exactly. So were the geese. Did you see all those geese there yesterday? I did. Whoa. They had like a convention. Well they over they're, by they're, the memorial uh, no flagpole. they're
1: they're they're called uh, it's our free fertilizer <laughs> You know, the only problem is you got to be careful step not to on step it, in that right, for landmines,
0: right? That they so. leave behind. Yeah, there are a lot of geese in the park. so no,
1: we had a we had a great season with the Boy Scouts, and uh, we now have uh, a fair number of Scouts who can sail that boat by themselves.
0: Yep. They went out, did a Several good job. Several times. Even yesterday, Jack, who's a newer one on the boat, he's gone a few times. Right. He was able to take <coughs> the boat across the harbor and not hit anything. That's a plus.
1: Well, that's. That's what we have paint for.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate all the effort that you put in with these kids, and hopefully a lot of them will not only cherish it for their lives, but hopefully take it on as a hobby in their life. If
1: nothing else, they're familiar with uh, being on a boat in the water, and um, that might spur them, even if they go to a powerboat, heaven forbid.
0: Um, (laughs) (laughs) They... uh, they at least have some experience on the water. I will so. tell you, the little Hobie sailboat was a huge, huge hit this summer. Brian Wood donated that right. to the troop, and you thought it would be a great uh, way as oh, a starter or to le- learn some stuff. The, they the had more fun on that little thing, oh, tooling yeah. around the harbor. The best
1: the best way to learn how to sail is to get on a little 8-footer, 9-footer, 10-footer, um, like this the Hobie that you have, um, or just a... Uh, a single masted, mm-hmm. regular uh, El Toro or something of that sort. Because every time the wind gusts a little bit, you have to use your body weight to counter the wind. So you have a real sense of number one, where the wind's coming from, how to sheet the sails in and get it to go in a particular direction. But also handling the the um, the rudder and um, the tiller and all that kind of stuff. So, and for the scouts who had the uh, catamaran, I mean, they were they had more fun flipping it over. Right. And writing it mm-hmm. than they did anything else,
0: but makes them comfortable with it, right? Doing but that. In,
1: I was surprised that in I think we had like fifteen mile an hour winds out in the middle of that little uh, lagoon of the harbor that one day, yeah, that one day, and they were just. They figured out and sheeted in a certain way, and they were on a flying. on a tight beat mm-hmm. and just flying across there. So. Of
0: course, my favorite part was when they started very slowly to tip over when they had it too tight. Oh, like they were like mice! They scrambled right up the side of the boat to the to yeah. the edge as it was falling over. That was the funniest, funniest moment of the whole summer. Sailing uh, an important part of our community. Oh, I think so.
1: It's been a tradition here since uh, you know the beginning of time. If if you look at a little bit of the history of sailing in Delta County, the historical museum has a uh, boats on the knock that you can pick up at the historical building. It was it was put together by Charles Lindquist, and it really talks about all of the early shipping of ore coming out of Escanaba. Mm-hmm. and uh, you know those were. Those are basically sailboats.
0: Including your family history. you got a page in there.
1: Right. We have a picture of the Hanson and Jensen Fish Company, which is my dad's great uncle, who was the Hanson of the Hanson and Jensen Fish Company. Hence, I don't eat fish. (laughs) Um, But growing up, uh, you You know. You had a lot of fish. I had a lot of fish. We had the gillnets, nets, and trap nets that were set from the Ford River River almost to the end of Portage Point, where I now live. Mm. And... um, so it was a you know it was a great orientation to the water for me. I worked on a, uh, my my uncle's fishing tug and uh, worked at the Hansen and fish, Hansen and Jensen Fish Company cleaning fish. And when most kids would be home doing math and English and social studies, I had a twenty gallon drum of perch from the Hanson and Jensen Fish Company, and we were we had to scale them and fillet them, and we got one eighth of a cent per pound. Of course, it wasn't our fish; it was. Fish from the uh, from the company. Mm. But,
0: then you worked on the uh, Waterways Commission, helping out with ports all around the state. Right. I, I started
1: see. on the Michigan Waterways Commission. I was on for fifteen years, representing mm-hmm. the Upper
0: Peninsula. I sent you some new appointments. Do you uh, miss being on that commission?
1: Oh, no question about it. It was a, it, you know, when the first, when I first got on the commission, the the basis for me doing it was that Tony Showman and and I had gone to Charlevoix for a meeting, and we were presenting a proposal for um, redoing parts of the harbor, which at that time only had straight docking and mooring cans. And one of the commissioners from Detroit, a pretty uh, a pretty highfalutin banker, shall we say, mm-hmm. uh, looked at the both, both of us after we did our presentation and said, what the hell would we waste money on the UP for? I was so ticked off. I came back here and got a hold of some folks that I knew politically, and within a year I was appointed as the UP rep on the commission. And the first meeting I went to, the guy who had told us that he didn't want to waste money on the UP was in a federal prison because oh, he no. had some banking inequities oh. in the
0: Detroit area. So so you didn't even get to... Uh, no. No. But I think the, the, about it.
1: the sense that I had was, that, you know, I'm going to be the poor UP guy here right? or the token UP guy. But I found out very quickly that irregardless of how much money you have, well, you know, whether you have a 70-footer or a 10-footer, their biggest concern was what's your baseline knowledge of boating and harbors. And um, so at the first meeting, it was like I was being... Tested by about four of the other commissioners, and Ooh. and I passed the test with flying colors. Yeah, and so you know, well, you've been
0: doing this since you were a little kid, right? Learning and on so your it own.
1: was it was really a joy to be a part of the commission, to have the opportunity to um, do harbor development all over the all over the state, right. but more importantly in the UP. Yeah, and it was interesting that in 1966, when I graduated from high school, my dad said. You know, they're going to build a harbor in Cedar hey, River. me that story. Why don't you hitchhike out there and get a job? So I did, and they said, oh, there's nothing going on here. And 1966. Then, you know, and I, I was born in 1947, which is the year that the state of Michigan started the Harbors of Refuge Program.
0: Which is what Cedar River is.
1: Which is what Cedar River is, and the goal was to have a harbor of refuge every 30 miles. So a boater would never be more than 15 miles from a harbor. Mm-hmm. And... Um, so all of a sudden we turn around and I get on the waterways commission, and uh, we had a situation where there was a marina in Detroit that had to, really needed a fix, and it was it was it was mainly a um, a marina that had a lot of uh, uh, African Americans in it, but great groups of guys that uh, we had to, we had the opportunity to meet with, but uh, you know how politics works. One night, two of the commissioners from Detroit cornered me, and I was the I was the chairman at that time, and they uh, they said, you know, we need to get this harbor fixed, and we need your vote. Is there anything in the UP you have? And Cedar I said, River. I said, yes, Cedar River. It's mm-hmm. the last, it's the last harbor of the harbors of refuge for the state of Michigan. The problem is they have no money. It's out in the boonies, but it's across from Door County, which is a major boating area in the uh, in the Great Lakes. And uh, they said, well, if you we can. Uh, if, if we can get your vote, you have our vote. And, and what so. year was that? Oh, I don't even remember. I can't um, even remember. Which decade? 90s? Yeah. Uh, it, was the, it was in the 90s. 90s. Yeah. So
0: from 1966 to 1990-something, right. you finally got it done. Right.
1: And it was interesting because at the dedication of the harbor, I was off the commission the year before they finally finished that marina. And so they had me come back and... and be the spokesperson for waterways at the Mm -hmm. dedication. And I said, it's really interesting that, you know, I was born in 47 when the program started. I tried to get a job there in 66, and nothing was happening. And then now we turn around in the 90s, and I'm on the commission, and I'm able to deal with Wally Jositis, who owned the property, who absolutely did not trust the state of Michigan, and um, get the whole thing to happen, but...
0: Amazing story. Yeah, That is truly amazing story. There's
1: some sidebars to that, how we got the property, too, that was interesting. Um, we did finally, I finally got into Wally's uh, confidence, and he owned the property. And we had a, uh, the real estate person for the state of Michigan flew in to meet with Wally, and at this time Wally's 82 years old. So, you know, throwing a lot of information at him doesn't work well. And they had a prospect us for the property, and it was a booklet that was about 40 pages long. And the gentleman from the state of Michigan, from the real estate division, the only thing he wanted to do was present it and get out of there and get back to Lansing. <laughs> and he, he, I don't think he spent 15 minutes talking about it. And I said, well, we'll keep a copy of this so Wally and I can go over it. And he said, no, no, he'll use that to sell the property, use our, our prospectus from other properties to sell his property and we won't get it. And I said, So I tore them off and I gave them that back. I said, I will airmail a copy, your copy back in two days. I'm going to make copies for Wally so we can go over this and he understands this. I said, I'm sitting here with three degrees from the universities, and I'm having a hard time understanding how do you think Wally feels at 82. Mm -hmm. And so we spent, uh, Wally and I spent probably several days going over the prospectus, and I said, you know, why don't we do this? We'll put your property in escrow. And we'll put the check for the property in escrow. And if nothing is built in three years, take your property back, and we're done. Nothing will happen. And so that was kind of the impetus that got everything
0: moving, which was great. So another season's come to an end? Oh, not quite. I My boat's still in the water. And, for uh, another week or so, right? I think probably
1: about another two weeks. You going back out then? I'm definitely going to be doing some sailing. It's
0: been beautiful weather. It's yeah, I hope September. it gets better today. Uh, well, today's going to be great all the way up until tonight. Um, and then uh, a couple of days of rain the next week is supposed to look really good again. Good, good, very there good. You go. Hey, Jim, thanks for hanging out. Well, I'm I think last but
1: not least, we really need to thank a couple folks. Number one, the City Council for allowing the Boy Scouts over the last three years to have a... a slip there, A yeah. slip at the marina. Um you know, we don't have the resources financially to pay for a slip. Um, and also the harbormaster who has assisted us time and again with all kinds of things, everything from putting up a mast to taking it down to...
0: Which he did yesterday. And right. as we were walking away and the kids were starting to go out on the boat, I turned to him and I said, that's why we do this, because you could tell the excitement of some of those right. little guys, because we had some of the smaller guys on the boat yesterday. And he kind of, you know, agreed to that. So that was no, good no, to hear. No, he's he's a great guy. And so,
1: again, it uh, a great thank you to the city council and the city manager and mm-hmm. recreation department for allowing us to participate and get some kids uh, the opportunity to sail.
0: And to you again, of course, well, for <laughs> making sure that it happens. You know, if, anytime if, if it was just me, it wouldn't be happening. You know? Oh, there's no question about that. <laughs> But I, a, you you a canoe, I can do it. Yeah. I've
1: said this time and again, and I'll continue to say it, that, you know, if you're an adult out there, whatever you're doing, whatever your, your passion is, I don't care if it's hunting, fishing, boating, whatever, you know, it's great and you enjoy it, but I'm going to tell you, you'll get, you'll get 200% more, um, more fun out of it if you share it with a,
0: somebody who really enjoy, really wants to do it, especially the youth. Jim Hanson talking with us about sailing on Little Beatty Knock in the Great Lakes. Thank you for listening. A special thanks to our sponsor, SwedishPimple.com. Check out all of the fishing lures made right here in the Upper Peninsula at SwedishPimple.com. You can continue to follow us at HometownEscanaba.com. We connect with the people, activities, and newsmakers from Escanaba and Michigan's Upper Peninsula.